0: In
1: Washington, D.C., this is On the Ground, and we just returned from a gathering of more than 1,500 people from around the globe who met in Havana, Cuba, for the anti-imperialist solidarity meeting for democracy and against neoliberalism.
2: In Venezuela, we are living a siege of imperialism against us.
3: This is expressed through an economic blockade and beyond uh, cultural negation, denial, is an attempt to dissolve our cultural identity.
1: The conference occurred as millions around the world, from Iraq to Haiti, from Chile to Honduras, are protesting in the streets against vast wealth inequality, poverty, environmental collapse and all the social ills brought about by the exploitation of people and natural resources for profit.
4: The scum of the international bourgeoisie, in alliance with bandits and robbers, they have abandoned or are prepared to abandon all pretenses of of bourgeois democracy. They are prepared to utilize fascistic methods to cement and continue their overrule.
1: All that and more, coming up. Welcome to On the Ground, ground OnTheGroundShow.org, Voices of Resistance from the nation's capital. I'm Esther Ivarum. Well, for the 28th time, world leaders at the United Nations overwhelmingly voted Thursday for the United States to end its illegal economic, commercial, and financial embargo of Cuba. The vote was 187-3, to with only Israel and Brazil voting with the United States against the resolution, while Ukraine and Colombia abstained. Cuba's Minister of Foreign Affairs, Bruno Rodriguez-Paria, said that the illegal embargo amounts to genocide.
3: The ambassador of the United States has really been mocking the universal declaration of human rights. Article 3, the right to life. The blockade has caused incalculable humanitarian damages. It is a flagrant, massive, and systematic violation of human rights. It qualifies as an act of genocide. There is not one single Cuban family that has not suffered the consequences of this.
1: The vote occurred just after hundreds met in Havana for that conference of solidarity with Cuba and against imperialism and neoliberalism. More from that conference for the hour after headlines. A longtime U.S. diplomat who oversaw Congress's Syria study group told a gathering last week that the U.S. military, quote unquote, owns one third of Syrian territory, including its quote unquote economic powerhouse, and then outlined a strategy for preventing reconstruction of the remainder of the country, which she described as rubble. Journalist Ben Norton reports at the Gray Zone website that Dana Struhl, who oversaw a congressionally mandated study of Syria, outlined the four-pronged plan for what she called the new phase of that illegal war and occupation in Syria, including U.S. military occupation of Syria's oil and agricultural area, diplomatic isolation of the Syrian government, economic sanctions against Damascus and its allies, and preventing reconstruction aid and technical expertise from going back into Syria. Norton writes that it is beyond debate that this approach will lead to massive suffering, privation, and even the deaths of masses of Syrians. But when Struel presented this plan before a panel at the militaristic think tank Center for Strategic International Studies, the potential impact on civilians was not mentioned once. This week started with activists in D.C. on the streets and at the White House. The Black is Back coalition held its annual march and rally on the White House with the theme, Turn Imperialist Wars into Wars Against Imperialism. And since his family rallied at the Supreme Court last month, more than 2 million people have signed a petition protesting the scheduled execution of Rodney Reed, a black man who was convicted of killing a white woman, Stacy Stites, in 1996, despite evidence pointing to Stites being murdered by her fiancé, a police officer named Jimmy Fennell who has a history of violence against women, including being convicted for kidnapping and sexual assault soon after Rodney was sent to prison. Several social justice organizations participated in their first post-conviction forum in D.C. Chantal James has more.
3: At Georgetown University's School of Law on Saturday, Life After Release hosted a forum in collaboration with Color of Change, black lives matter dc mass lib law for black lives and working families the 2019 post-conviction forum gathered legal experts and organizers many with lived experience of incarceration to provide resources and critical dialogue to the community of those impacted by conviction they explored the options available to those convicted by the legal system and navigating society post-release in the face of barriers and discrimination. At the preliminary panel, moderated by Karen York of Job Opportunities Task Force, lawyers and activists living with convictions discussed the many ways a criminal conviction impacts a life in a conversation intentionally centered around the experiences of women. They explored the criminalization of poverty and race. Speaking on some of the many ways people easily enter the system, Tahiba Bain, director of coalitions for the National Council for Incarcerated and Formerly Incarcerated Women and Girls, opens by describing how the system functions to oppress the poor and black and brown people.
1: We had that stop and frisk, right, that's one major way that people were going to put into the prison and drones. We also had um, sex work, people don't want to talk about sex work, yes. but now for women, sex work is one of the main yes. ways that people yes. that women are entering into the prison system yes. because, you, you know, they have in sex trafficking. So these are the things that we don't want to touch on and we just, you know, hush hush, but they, those are the, some of the ways that uh, majorly now today, that's why the um, rate of women has grown to 500% of entering into the over 800%, excuse me, of entering into the prison system within the last 20 years.
3: To learn more of what happened at the post-conviction forum, explore hashtag PCF2019 on social media, where participants posted. From Northwest D.C., this is Chantal James. Thank you, Chantal.
1: And in Culture and Media, Pacifica Radio's New York station WBAI is back to airing local programs after a New York judge rescinded the takeover of the station by a faction on Pacifica's National Board, which began playing canned programming from California. In upholding an October 20th vote by the Pacifica Board, the court ruled that Pacifica's interim executive director, John Verniel, who carried out the coup, be suspended. And those are headlines and happenings. When we come back, Voices from Havana, Cuba, at a conference that ended this week in solidarity with Cuba and against imperialism and neoliberalism, starting with Gail Walker, Executive Director of Pastors for Peace. Stay with us.
0: Dear esteemed leaders, Commander Raul Castro, President Miguel Diaz-Canel, Nicolas Maduro, and dear uh, President Lasso, and esteemed uh, leaders, it is my great pleasure to read to you the Declaration of Solidarity with the Cuban Revolution. The government of the United States has continued its hostility against Cuba with increased aggressiveness in recent months. The tightening of the blockade, its marked extraterritorial nature, application of the Helms-Burton Act, and other mechanisms, along with additional sanctions, constitute the principal obstacles for the social economic development of the Cuban nation, an attack on its sovereignty and flagrant violation of the principles of international law. We, the peoples of the world, need the example of Cuba. Cuba. And therefore, we have the commitment to defend it from the attacks of Yankee imperialism and to support it in its fulfillment of its noble aspirations, to build a prosperous and sustainable nation with the slogan of José Martí, which says, Whoever rises up today with Cuba rises up for all times. Inspired by the legacy. Inspired by the legacy of Fidel and throughout over 150 years of struggle, resistance and victory of this heroic nation, Proud of the steadfastness and ironclad unity of the Cuban people before the obsessive economic war, aggressive escalation, and hostile policy of Yankee imperialism, the 1,332 delegates of 86 nations met from the 1st to the 3rd of November of 2019. Collectively we agree to demand the lifting of the economic, commercial, and financial blockade imposed on Cuba imposed on Cuba by the United States and we condemn the implementation
3: of the Helms-Burton Act
0: violator of the principles and basic norms of international law, which persists in its aim to destroy the Cuban Revolution. Second, to support and back the resolution entitled need to end the economic, commercial, and financial blockade imposed by the United States of America against Cuba, which will be presented at the United Nations General Assembly on the 6th and 7th of November 2019. Third, to demand the return to the Cuban people of the territory illegally occupied by the Guantanamo Naval Base, usurped over 100 years ago by the U.S. government in direct violation of Cuban sovereignty. Four, to reject the growing aggression of the government of the United States and its allies against the medical collaboration programs, one of the noblest expressions of the spirit of solidarity and internationalism of the Cuban Revolution. Five, to demand secession of the subversive and destabilizing programs against cuba and for cuba's right to self-determination and independence to be respected six to spread the truth about Cuba, countering the media campaigns funded by the American administration with millions of dollars from its federal budget and which systematically slander, distort, and lie which is happening in the country and hide the achievements of the revolution. Seven to ratify that Cuba is a safe, peaceful, and healthy country for Cubans, foreigners, accredited diplomats, and for the millions of people who visit every year, including U.S. citizens. 8 to support the Cuban Revolution, which is based on the principles of solidarity, social justice, internationalism, and indivisible unity, and which constitutes a reference point for our people. Nine, to strengthen the bases of the solidarity with Cuba movement through greater coordination of social and people's movements with the forces of the left in order to promote the actions of solidarity before the imperialist and interventionist policy of the government of the United States and its allies. Ten, to develop the greatest and most urgent mobilization possible by carrying out public and media actions on a permanent, systematic, and intensive basis, condemning the escalating aggression of Yankee imperialism against the Cuban people. We thank Cuba for its hospitality and its solidarity with all the peoples of the world. We support all its efforts for the unity and integration of our nations for which our forefathers fought so hard. We recognize that despite the limitations put upon Cuba by the economic barrier policy, its socialist revolution has achieved that its people enjoy the rights and freedoms fundamental for the full development of all Cubans, without resorting to neoliberal formulas. Moreover, its constant internationalist practice has contributed to the development of human rights in many countries in the world. At this decisive moment for the struggle against imperialism of the United States and its allies, and for democracy, justice and peace, we join our actions to the legacy of Fidel, who declared Let us sow faith and we will be sowing freedoms. Let us sow hope and we will be sowing freedoms. Let us sow solidarity and we will be sowing freedoms. Yankee imperialism, hands off Cuba. Long live the the friendship among our peoples. Long live the heroic
3: Cuban revolution.
1: Ralph Gonzalez, Prime Minister of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. To express profound solidarity
4: with the Cuban Revolution, Cuban people, and Cuban government in the face of threats to their independence and sovereignty and their right to proceed as they see fit for their development. I am here also in solidarity. To the legitimate government of the Bolivarian Republic of Venezuela against those who may wish to impose an undemocratic solution in that country. The gathering that we have here these few days is not a continuing university seminar, important as university seminars are. It is vital that we understand a few basic things, know the times, and act accordingly. It is clear to everyone Who has any understanding of international political economy that neoliberalism, monopoly capitalism, they've they've entered a very dangerous phase, very complicated, with multiple contradictions and cross currents. It is clear nevertheless that the scum of the international bourgeoisie in alliance with bandits and robbers in certain developing countries who do not respect their people nor independence and the scum of the international bourgeoisie and these bandits and robbers on the veritable road to Jericho that they have abandoned or are prepared to abandon all pretenses of the cloak or the cover of bourgeois democracy makes it very dangerous and unpredictable because they are prepared to utilize Fascistic methods to cement and continue their overrule. St. Vincent and the Grenadines is a very small country, but we are not afraid of anybody. <laughs> we are not better than anybody, and nobody is better than us. St. Vincent and the Grenadines has utilized its Sir. instruments of sovereignty and independence Sir. to come to terms with a hostile external environment in the interest of our people's humanization. As many of you would know, this small country stood steadfast in the leadership role to prevent the United States of America and Almagro at the OS to get a veneer, to get a cover to invade Venezuela. Uh-huh. This scum of the international bourgeoisie and the hangers on are prepared to drive a horse and a chariot through the Charter of the United Nations to disregard the principles of non-intervention and non-interference and the elemental precepts of international law. A jungle in which only the powerful would survive. If we permit this to happen, this world will be a terrible place in which to live. There are many of us on the left, many nationalists, do not fully understand this. and as a consequence, we allow ourselves to put vain glory, ego and divisions to undermine our work. We allow ourselves to go into little areas and lose sight of the fact that the single most important contradiction in the global political economy is that between imperialism on the one hand and those subject to imperialism on the other. Everything else is subordinate to that. And that is why... We must defend Cuba, defend Venezuela, and build strong anti imperialist alliances in all our respective countries. Thank you very much.
2: Very well, thank you. Now we will. Dad- I would like to give the f- uh, floor to Fernando Lugo, former president of uh, Paraguay. Thank you very much. Good morning, Cuba. Good morning, Latin America. Good morning, Alliance in Solidarity with our revolutionary peoples. First and foremost, from Paraguay, I would like to convey greetings to the rebellious and bold youngsters who entered this beautiful island 60 years ago to offer us the opportunity to meet today here. We convey our greetings to this irreversible process, this process of a construction of an egalitarian society, a just society, full of opportunities. When I looked at the title of uh, this meeting, an anti imperialist meeting in solidarity with Cuba, I ask myself, how come will I not be present there, since we have received many lessons from these uh, fraternal people? The least we can do is uh, to express solidarity with these uh, people, standing always in solidarity. At the same time, I would like to convey my greetings to the thousands of uh, Cubans present all over the world doctors nurses architects engineers teachers who are conveying around the world the phase of the solidarity of these people 60 years
3: for 60
2: years, the imperialism has fought in different ways to destroy this process and today more than ever before we can say that if after 60 years they have not been able to succeed, in the future they will not succeed in fighting against Cuba, against Venezuela, against Bolivia or against this uh, Latin American continent. They never could, nor will they can. As Attilio said yesterday, they will continue to uh, try to criminalize politics. They will continue to try to put our leaders behind bars they will continue to try to uh, keep uh, Lula behind bars but uh, they will never be able to crush our struggle free Lula free Lula finally I would like to uh, thank you for the thousands of expressions of solidarity that are being built all over the world. It is true. Other attempts, such as the Sao Paulo Forum, or ALBA, or UNASUR, MERCOSUR, Faced the attempts of being crushed, we are still alive, though, and we will uh, continue to grow bigger. And we will be millions in this continent. The day has come, as Cumbert Fidel said, when we. Uh, must uh, wage the battle of ideas the ideas of freedom the revolutionary ideas today more than ever before i reiterate my profound gratitude to those who promoted this meeting those who are living this process in these days you Brace as sure, as we said before we will not come here the same way we came before we will take the seed of uh, solidarity to turn them into strategies and policies so that this island should be entitled to what it deserves a better uh, living for everyone thank you Thank you very much, Lugo. We will now request Emilia Castro, please, to take the floor instead. Thank you very much, Comrade. My greetings to all of you. We are very happy of this opportunity to participate in this most important event, not only for Latin America, but also for all countries of the world. The uh, International Women's March Network was created in 1998 to build a better world. All women of the world participating in this do so with the intention of changing the repressive regimes. As we, you know, they are racism, neocolonialism, in. And we are very happy to listen to all the interventions made, to all the statements made where uh, the struggle of women have not been ignored. And this means that we are winning our battle, that we are working all together to build a better world. And in this regard, I should say that I would like to convey very special greetings to the Cuban Women's Federation. Since day one, they have been building the uh, Global Women's March Network because we have learned from them about solidarity in the world. We looked at their example. We are preparing our fifth world uh, action to take place in 2020. And I believe that the theme that was internationally selected in Bilbao last year was we resist to leave, we march to transform. That slogan is very important and we reiterate our commitment to keep on working with the peoples, with all citizens, but particularly with women in order to transform this world and keep up our struggle, and I repeat, against capitalism, patriarchal system, neocolonialism, racism. Thank you. You are listening to
1: people from around the world speaking at the meeting that ended this week in Havana, Cuba, in solidarity with Cuba and against imperialism and neoliberalism. This is On the Ground on Pacifica Radio. Stay with us.
2: tonight
5: Floor for Jiang Yuling from the Communist Party of China, and the Minister of Mines from Bolivia. Get ready, please. Comrades all, ladies and gentlemen, friends all. This year, 2019, is the 60th anniversary of the triumph of the Cuban Revolution. the last 60 years under the firm leadership of the Communist Party of Cuba, the Cuban people has been struggling in a brave manner, integrity, in the face of foreign forces defending resolutely national dignity and sovereignty. In the way the socialist path, Cuba has attained wonderful successes of development and has gained the broad respect and recognition of the international community. On September the 2nd, 1960, millions of Cubans gathered in the Revolution Square in Havana with a unanimous voice adopted the proposal of Comrade Fidel Castro of establishing diplomatic relations with the People's Republic of China. We will never forget that Cuba was the first country in the whole Latin America to establish relations, diplomatic relations with China. Next year we will be celebrating the sixtieth anniversary of the relations, diplomatic relations between our two countries. In these sixty years that have elapsed, no matter how the international situation changes, the Cuban and Chinese relations have been consolidating in an increasing manner, and today China and Cuba are good friends, good partners, and good brothers. China will continue to support the Cuban struggle to defend its sovereignty and opposing foreign interference. China will continue to support Unvariably, Cuba to follow socialism according to its national conditions. Comrades all, today the world is far from being peaceful and calm. There are new threats and challenges which are traditional and non-traditional challenges, mainly hegemonism and unilateralism. No matter how the international situation changes, there's always, we have to fight policies of forces and unilateralism. We have to continue our peaceful development, cooperation, peace, instead of wars, and against confrontation. So we have to take care of our concern and relations with other countries. At the same time, we should aspire to their national interests. No matter how international configuration changes, we have to persist to try based on equality, respect of other peoples to to choose their social system and development path. Internal affairs of every country should be decided by their own people and international affairs should be put in the matters of the concerned peoples, no matter We should participate actively in a constructive role to give an impulse to the international order to advance to a more just and reasonable conduct. Cuba is willing to work with all the peoples in the world in order to creation of new international relations and the destiny of the international community. This is the 60th anniversary of people's republic of china we held our celebrations recently during the 70 years especially the last 40 years of the reform and opening under the guidance of the chinese communist party the people together and with efforts has conquered great and admirable successes that call the attention in the world with this new historical starting point the world is following china looking at the future to materialize the great vitalization of the great nation of china and we will continue to take development as the main area considering the needs of the people as the fundamental aspect and implementation of building economy, policy, and social and environmental policy. The China development cannot be separated from the world, and vice versa. China will continue its foreign policy independent for peace, combining interests of the Chinese people with with that of all the peoples in the world. It will work as a world peace builder and contributing to global development and defending international order. Long live Cuba!
2: Muy bien.
5: Cicero Pereira should get ready from Brazil, from the continental. Day. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Good morning. Yeah. I would like to greet most of United delegation from all over the world, and I bring the fraternal salute and integration of friendship and antiparliamentary salutation from President from the uh, Bolivian uh, Revolution. Dear comrades all, Latin America and particularly my country is going through a highly important moment and that political importance for Latin America, because we're following the peoples of the world, we decided to transform Latin America through the democratic manner with the participation of the people, but also we feel
3: in our hands.
5: We have Fernando Lóo here, one of the president that was overthrown by parliamentary coup d'etats because imperialist offensive has decided that many of the governments of Latin America at present should be attacked by hard and radical and violent, violent actions. On October the 20th, this year, we went to elections, the, Boliv- the Bolivian people, in a democratic, majority manner, showed that Evo Morales is the legitimate and the great uh, winner in the elections. But unfortunately, we should say, in 2015, when we went to elections, we faced the most organized uh, right wing in our country in our country since we retook democracy in 1970 against the military dictatorship, not only a single person that uh, applied to the power was with the people's uh, vote all of them were 21-22% of the support we went to power in 2015, with 54% of popular support, we were encouraging the hardest transformations. We have Chocowanka here, the Secretary of Alba, our first Foreign Minister of the National State, and 2016, 20. 2006 and 2007, when we were encouraging the nationalization process in the country, we were submitted to the first replicatory uh, process. President Evo, who won the election 54% by the democratic uh, election of the people, in August of 2008, we went. We faced the first Recall uh, election. The, We gave him support and he was ratified with 67%. That was an important step, dear comrades. Why I'm referring to the percentages? On August the 10th, 2008, when we were ratified, the first decision, like today, Eight in the uh, civic pensions uh, in Santa Cruz, from Tarija, Benny and Parian, from private entrepreneurs, private communications media. And there's also in Santa Cruz a uh, self Santa Cruz youth movement, which is a paramilitary uh, force organized. They decided to convert to take a public institution, they decided to block ways. They decided to blown away uh, gas uh, pipes in order to uh, call the uh, election of Evo in Eight. They also organized in September The prefectural civic coup d'etat from the North Park country and previously to the organization of the coup, Comrade Ebo on September the 9th, 2008, decided to expel the U.S. ambassador in our country for being the head of that civic uh, coup d'etat. These important steps we made and we adopted the political constitution of the state. The only time from 1825 by the majority vote in 2009. That year, 2015 or 2014, dear old friends, brothers and sisters in the world, we continue advancing I'm very in a very, strong, in a very strong manner because the democratic decision of the people made us do that. We have decided today to go ag- go again to the ballots. We are facing uh, power groups that have articulated a block, a very strong block. At this moment, Bolivia is enduring a social violence, a political violence, but also a racial violence, very strong. Today, heading a self called group representing the more conservative sectors of the political right wing and the economic right wing, but also the cultural right wing, it is not only the economic right wing, but also the cultural right wing, and there, the rally of the Trotsky speech, defend the so-called defenders of the people. Have turned into defenders of the right-wing uh, speech that are uh, mobilizing the people. Congrats! After we knew the results last uh, Sunday, October 20th, we were confident on the uh, people's vote, but we also knew because months before the right wing was building the speech of the fraud as the political response to justify their, their defeat, the opponent candidate, Carlos Meso, former president of Sanchez de Lausanne, one of the responsible for the death of various congress in October 2003, Received the support of Jorge Quire, former president of Bolivia and former deputy president of Quiroga. He received the support of, the, of former authorities of neoliberalism and today we are saying today strongly that democratic and cultural revolution is being attacked. Our revolution is being, is being blocked and October the 20th. We are on the streets, minors, indigenous people, popular sectors. We are marching, defending the democratic vote. For that, and for them, the indigenous people vote is not important. The only, For them is only the political vote. Next week, on Thursday, the 5th of November, our miners and all the miners in the world, and also and other indigenous people organizations, are signing a great big mobilization to defend democracy in the country. But also the right wing is also generating a, a mobilization demonstration with lies. For that, and we demand and call the world for to the Latin American militants and revolutionary, those who never uh, give up, and we will never give up, because today more than ever we need not only solidarity, but also political militants to defend the liberty processes and let be together, because Latin America these times is retaking his path and so well solidarity with Bolivian is indispensable we are waging one of the most struggles against capitalism imperialism but also against colonialism so Evo represents today is one of the most important figures struggle against colonialism is one of the figures of unity so dear friends, thank you very much for being present here, and our salutation for Latin America, let me leave you Thank you.
2: Muy bien, empezamos ahora con very well, now we will give the floor to Cicero Pereira da Silva from Brazil. Thank you very much. Comrades, I am Cicero Pereira. Da Silva, I am speaking on behalf of the Confederation of the Workers of the Americas. I am the Secretary of Social Policies. Uh, we greet the um, organization of this meeting and the, we thank the possibility to participate in the construction of responses in the face of the serious moment the region is living through. There has been a strengthening of the neoliberal agenda. As to the content of the panel discussion, we appreciate all these statements that have made it possible for us to identify the possibilities to uh, reorganize our agendas. We have consolidated the policy of alliances that is part of our strategic vision for the construction of. A project to overcome the dominating project uh, imposing inequality affecting millions of workers of our region this strategy of alliances is understood as a possibility that we have from our point of view as a working class to share the vision of the structural causes that uh, originate the concrete problems of this model we as trade unions must cope with these uh, uh, situations, but this is not enough. Part of the strategy of the model is aimed at destroying our organizations and our rights as workers. So we have understood that it is fundamental to share with other movements and social organizations and to create articulations to better know the impact of this model in their different expressions and to make a contribution by sharing our agendas initiatives and concrete spaces for the uh, construction of unitarian responses we believe it is necessary to strengthen democracy and sovereignty the defense of the interests of the working class and to hope for better uh, social achievements for the americas these would only be possible if we are part of alliances facing the challenge of combining the different uh, social struggles, trade union, feminist and environmental struggles. A concrete expression of this strategy was the formulation of the platform for the development of the Americas. We were able to incorporate in our agenda the visions of the feminist movement and the farmers' movement. The popular and social mobilization continues to be our main strength to cope with the model and its violent agenda. The joint effort should be aimed at creating social alliances that may converge in in a counter-hegemonic agenda capable of articulating all forms of struggle. We believe it is necessary to ratify this unitarian agenda whereby we can defend democracy, face neoliberalism and its main beneficiaries, the transnationals and its global production chains. That is why trade unions in the Americas will continue to be a fundamental part of the continental campaign for democracy and against neoliberalism. We greet Cuba. Long live Cuba. We greet Venezuela and Bolivia. Keep up our resistance. Free Lula. Free Lula. Free Lula. Lula. Thank you, comrades. Free Lula. Free Lula.
1: have been listening to people from around the world speaking at the meeting in solidarity with cuba and against imperialism and neoliberalism which wrapped up on sunday november 3rd in havana cuba we will bring you more of our coverage from cuba in the coming weeks and that will do it for today's show this is on the ground on the ground, show.org voices of resistance from the nation's capital on pacifica radio you can contact us support us Partner with us and listen to all of our current and past shows on the website we maintain, onthegroundshow.org. If you like the show, let us know by liking us on Facebook or Twitter under On The Ground Show, and we are on iTunes and Google Play under the title WPFW On The Ground. And thank you to our supporters on Patreon, and a big shout out to On The Ground's listeners on WBAI in New York and the New York region. Let everyone know that we're back, and we are so glad to be back. The music we played this hour included End of the Line by Foltec and Daft Punk and Thieves in the Temple by Prince. I'm Esther Averam. Until next time, keep raising your voice. Peace.